You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to the podcast and connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. May you be blessed by the hearing and reading of Scripture and the meditation on the Word. Have a good day. much for coming and uh, they say sometimes that on UMW Sunday the attendance is down so I'm, I'm glad you're here thank you uh, I've, I've been participating in United Methodist women for 44 years ever since Travis was a baby and I took him to meetings on the front carrier and it means a lot to me to be a part of this organization. We are celebrating uh, 150 years plus of, of, of uh, service around the world. As Judy said earlier, that our organization started with uh, a small group of women in Boston who saw a need and, and felt the nudge from God to send two women to India as educator and a doctor because the women there did not like to go to men doctors and that's part of their culture uh, so those women uh, started our organization and that college that was started as uh, Isabella Thelburn College is still going on after all these years in India and since that time, our organization started schools, hospitals, community centers, and orphanages all over the world. One of these community centers is in Oklahoma City. It's called Neighborhood Services Organization. Uh, uh, it was started in 1920, and it was started by women who gave 50 cents apiece to by this building for the community center. I think some of our women went there not too many years ago and we toured the place and uh, they have a new dental clinic that you can go and for free or reduced rate have your teeth worked on and that's a very good service to the poor of Oklahoma City. And also they have homes for young men that are coming out of foster care. You know, when you're 18 and you uh, have no place to go, well, they have homes for the young men and they have a few homes for women and children. Forty years ago, my pastor, Reva Hensley, uh, in Porham, Oklahoma, said this, I like being a United Methodist woman because... I can't go all over the world, but my money can to meet the needs of the world. So that's why I agree with my friend Reva. In putting our money together, we meet many needs and can share God's love throughout the whole world. Our theme at the last UMW assembly in Columbus, Ohio was Be Bold. Uh, Sue Ann Freeman and Joy and Judy and I were uh, fortunate to get to go and uh, we learned about a lot of different things in the United Methodist Women's Organization but 
the theme was be bold and I just want to talk about that word those two words be bold today so this is my interpretation of what they meant by being bold after the assembly I saw the movie Harriet uh, and I thought it was a really good movie how many of you were able to see the movie about Harriet Tubman anybody see that uh, you know that she was a black a black slave that helped people on the underground railroad to escape from slavery and she went north many times back and forth to get people that were uh, still in slavery uh, to me she was one of the bravest and boldest people I ever learned about she she risked her freedom for the freedom and life of others and I thought that was very admirable and the slaveholders were always constantly looking for these slaves they were out with their horses their dogs their guns tracking down their property and so she took a lot of risks but Harriet Tubman was not the only one being bold and brave at those times uh, when she helped slaves to go north many people opened their homes and hid the runaway slaves in their barns in their homes in their wagons and they uh, helped them to get north to freedom in my own family I have ancestors Quakers that came through the area of Philadelphia and we've heard stories of how they help people on the runaway run underground railroad and um, after seeing the movie I realized what a risk that was it was against the law to help people and uh, I realized that I needed to, to take a look at myself and say well have I been that bold have I taken risks for other people and I guess that's one of the questions I want to ask everyone here today is how have you been bold in your faith have you taken risks for others because that movie sure made me think you know what have I done to do to match the faith of my ancestors I really liked looking at genealogy and seeing what my people did in the faith many times in the film Harriet paused to look to God uh, for God's leading and there was one point where she was uh, fleeing with a group of people that uh, they were afraid of water they didn't know how to swim but she forced them to go ahead and go across the river because they would have been caught uh, most of those she led you know had to obey what she told them to do but if she had not taken God's nudges to say hey do this or do that she wouldn't have uh, been able to save as many people as she did because if she, if they'd have if they'd have gotten caught they would have been 
taken back and whipped and beaten and uh, very harsh treatment if you've read about the slaves. I mention these instances to ask you the question, have there been times that you have been bold due to the listening to God's nudges? Have you gone in mission to a place where you were in the minority? Have you done scary things for God and for God's people? I have been to the past five general conferences to uh, do social witness and around the question of inclusion of all people in our church. I, I noticed that our pastor last week had on his rainbow stole. Well, I wore a rainbow stoles at five general conferences in the same manner to say that I was in uh, solidarity with LGBTQ people. And that means lesbian, bisexual, gay, transgender, and queer. Some people aren't sure about those initials. I know it's, it's uh, a lot of initials nowadays. In our Methodist discipline, it says that we as Methodists uh, do not believe that LGBTQ people are uh, God's children. It says that God's children can only be people that are straight, gay, you're not gay, you know, and so forth. So, um, for at least 40 years, people have been trying to take out this line that says uh, that LGBTQ people are incompatible, they say incompatible, with Christian teaching. So there's a whole lot of people in our churches that don't believe that's true. And for 40 years, they've been trying and trying to get that changed at general conference. And uh, just recently, I think one of the groups that's been trying for the longest time to get that changed has finally said, we've had enough, we've given up, we're leaving. So, you know, it's, it's really a sad, a sad situation. As the United Methodist Church heads to another general conference in 2022, people are saying uh, that we again are splitting, are heading to a split in our church. At one time, we were the Methodist Church North and the Methodist Church South. We've been the Central Conference, which was made up of all black Methodists and you know, we've finally in 1968, we uh, came back together and joined with the Evangelical United Brethren. So since 68, we've been back together, but right now it looks like we're heading apart because we have two groups of people in our churches that one group thinks that uh, every word in the Bible is God's word exactly as written and then there's another group of people that say um, 
we have to ex we have to depend on experience and reason of the time that we're living in. But I think that um, it's probably best that we would go into the conference and say, what would Jesus do? I remember we all used to have some bracelets that said that on them around, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago or so. It seems like we always sort of leave out that question. While I was in Tampa, Florida for the general conference in 2012, I met Reverend Isaac Kambadi from Uganda, and some of you have met him when he came here to visit. He's uh, from Jinja, Uganda. We met and talked when I was there in Tampa, and we talked over lunch at uh, the Reconciling Ministries tent. They, they had free food for anyone that wanted to come and eat, and he was there a number of days, and we talked about his ministry. He has 20-plus churches there that he oversees, plus more now that he's started even more. We have stayed in correspondence ever since, and, and we have helped provide money for that school in his church at Jinja. And while we were eating there, he told me of a dream that he had of buying some land that was further out in a rural, more rural area. And he was challenging me to see if I could round up the money for that project. And uh, I took the nudge, or God's nudge, and came home and rounded up people in this church, in this district, that wanted to help. And it was, it was a, a wonderful outcome because he has built a church, a school, and, and we now have a well there on that 10 acres so that people no longer have to walk a long distance to get clean water. So it's a, it's a real, uh, it's a real wonderful outcome of listening to God's nudges. And that land where that uh, we bought was now dedicated to in Dudley Brown because Dudley was a real gardener and he loved Africa and so Isaac kept vis asking me to visit his beautiful country and I thought you know I just don't know if I want to go there alone and I don't know who wants to go but I found a group in Georgia that was going and I went with them and we met up in Atlanta and we flew to Amsterdam and then in Tebby and as I look back on that trip it was definitely a leap of faith I felt that it was God's leading that I went but when I review the history of that country I was I've I've wondered about you know how I had the uh, faith to do that because Idi Amin was the the dictator there for many years and was very ruthless and killed a lot of people we were never in real danger but we did see a lot of poverty and we saw uh, armed guards at our hotel and armed guards at the grocery store which 
culture there is so different that it took me quite a few months when I came back to kind of get over all the poverty I saw and and this and the people that worked so hard to make so little money to feed themselves. It was a very different world where people work so hard and have so little, but they worship joyfully, and that's one of the best parts I enjoyed was worshiping there with, with people that really, really worship, worship joyfully. So I was able to see those 10 acres that we helped to buy and the rural setting that would meet so many needs with a school, a garden, a well, and a church. I have this plaque that says, Mark, uh, it's done by Martin Luther King. It says, faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. You take the first step, and then you wait for what's the next step, and I think that was a good example in that situation. Both of the issues that I've talked about today, uh, slavery and LGBTQ issues, are issues that have split our church over the years, and it seems like that we're headed that way in 2022. It's very sad to me that we can't learn from our history. It didn't work before to split, and I'm not sure it's gonna work again, but it seems like some people are wanting us to split. United Methodist women have always been leaders in the church, pushing for justice for all people. When the women met for the general conference, of the General Assemblies, that, like the one in Columbus, Ohio, way back, even cleared back into the 40s and 50s, they wanted to meet in a, a town where the black women and the white women could stay in the same hotel and eat at the same restaurant. So we've always stood for justice. We've always stood for civil rights legislation. I think one of my real fears about the possible split in the church is that these mission agencies that we've started all over the world uh, will not get the support that they, they need to exist. Uh, and the fewer people will hear about God's love and fewer people will receive health care and education. My heart also breaks for LGBTQ persons who do not feel welcome in our churches and in a church that says that they are incompatible with Christian teaching. We have many families in this church and other Methodist churches who are LGBT families that have members of their families that are gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender. And I think it's that's the sadness for me to say that um, we're not gonna change. I hope that it's not 
what happens, but that seems like the way we're headed. And so many have already left our denomination. A lot of people want to be pastors. They want to be leaders in the church, but they're not allowed to be ordained. And that to me is sad because I know some of those people that have already left. And they were good, strong leaders. In the scripture for this talk, Paul spoke to Timothy saying to remember our grandmothers and mothers who were fearless. He said that same faith is in us and he asked us to be bold, filled with power and love and self-control. So let's, let's be bold with no fear as we go into this week and into the future. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. We hope you have a good week, and we ask that you connect with us online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you, and have a good day.